0: We're going to be talking about a designer Christmas, and the idea behind that is, is the concept really is not necessarily just Christmas, it's about how God deals with each and every one of us. So I'm going to read to you a passage from Matthew chapter 2, 1 through 12. And after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, <clears throat> saying, Where is he who has born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose up, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with them, and assembling all the chief priests, the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where Christ was to be born, and they told him, Bethlehem in Judea. So it was written by the prophet. And, in, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who shall shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent, to, sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him bring, him, bring me word that I may too come and worship. And after listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star they had seen when it rose from before them, until it came rest over the place where Jesus the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced greatly. And going to the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to the Herod, they departed to their own country another way. So this is the story about the wise men. And there are some things, there's a lot of urban legend about who they are and what time they came. First of all, just to make sure you understand, they didn't see Jesus in the manger. This was probably a year or at least after Jesus was born. It was a while. It was a long travel. So the nativity scene with the three wise men is a lie. (laughs) Don't be offended. I'm just joking. It's okay. But let's talk a little bit about who the Magi actually were. Just give you a little historical background. They were Gentiles. They were not Jewish. Which really makes this story quite amazing because it actually ties to that offensive prophecy we talked about in Isaiah a few weeks ago. Not only that, they were movers and shakers. These were guys who were very influential. These were guys that kind of ran the show from where they were from. They were sought after. They were well-educated, respected men of society. They had good reputations. They had significant scientific, religious, and political background. They had a lot of religious knowledge, but they did not have a passionate allegiance to any. This is kind of who the Magi were. Now, what did God do? for? by the way, you see that they're politically highly respected, sought after. And now, what did God do for the Magi? First of all, he provides for them a personalized revelation. And he does it through nature, through a star. He does it through prophecy, which, by the way, they knew very well in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. And then he also talks to them directly through a dream. And all of these complemented each other to lead the Magi to an understanding of and desire to pursue a personal interaction with Jesus. And what this thing did, this personalized revelation, this revelation designed specifically for them, for who they were, for where they lived, for the knowledge and information they had, the money they had, all the things that made them the Magi, this, this revelation that was designed exactly for them, here's what it did for them. First of all, it caused them to take a very long, difficult journey to Jerusalem. They didn't get on JetBlue and fly into Tel Aviv. That's not what this was. And when they traveled, they probably had their camels, they probably had their entourage, they had their house, they had people feeding them and taking care of them. It was probably hundreds and hundreds of people. They weren't traveling on their own across the desert it was a big caravan it's a very difficult expensive journey they get there and they publicly announce who they're seeking we're looking for Jesus born in Bethlehem and then they proclaim their faith in the scriptures they say Micah tells us about this prophecy and we see the star and so we're here to see the fulfillment of what the scriptures have seen so you understand before they even ever came to jesus they knew a lot about the major prophets and the minor prophets of the old testament probably more than most people definitely more than you or i and then this specialized designer christmas revelation caused them to rejoice in and worship a baby don't let that get lost on you who these men were they were huge celebrities and they come all this way spending all this money and all this time to come to see the fulfillment of micah 5 2 and then worship a baby and then another part of the revelation the scripture says that that they were told don't go back to king herod and tell him where jesus is take the long way home and so this revelation caused them to go home a way that even cost them more time and more money. And then this, general, this special revelation that was given to them all through these things, the star, the dream, the prophecies of Scripture, it changed the foundation of wisdom and understanding that these influential men had and what they would impart to others when they got home. Technically, guys, this is what's really cool about this story. These would have been the first Gentile missionaries ever. The very first ones called by God out of darkness into light to take the message of hope and salvation with them to their own country. Now, these men were experts in the prophets and the Old Testament. So when God put their knowledge with that dream and with that star, this revelation had a profound intellectual and emotional, spiritual, financial impact on them. This, is, this story is an example of God calling Gentiles, part of all the Christmas prophecies that we looked at in Isaiah, the ones that were so offensive perhaps to many Jewish people, And this is an example of God starting to fulfill that promise to Abraham. In you, all nations will be blessed. Think about this. The two most notable groups mentioned in the Bible to handle the first revelations of truth regarding Jesus were lowly shepherds, which nobody respected, and then Gentile wise men. Not a priest, not a Pharisee, not a rabbi. Shepherds and Gentile rich dudes. Think about how non-Jewish these two interactions were between God and the shepherds and God and the wise men. Think about how non-Jewish these interactions must have been. See, you understand something. Had God come to the shepherds and the wise men with a Pharisaical, you know, temple style of revelation, it probably wouldn't have had much of an impact. But God loved them so much, God cared for the shepherds and the wise men just the same to such a degree that he appeared to them and led them in very different ways. So what is the application for us? What about your own personalized revelation from God? When God reveals the truth of salvation through Jesus to us, what does it do to us first of all i want you to understand that when god saves you when god calls you if god has saved you and if god has called you first of all i want you to know something that revelation will satisfy you on many levels it is designed specifically for you personally by name by heavenly dad who called you before the foundation of the world it is designed for you to satisfy you intellectually depending upon what your intellect is It's designed to satisfy you emotionally, depending on what your state of emotion is. It's it's designed to satisfy you spiritually. It's designed to satisfy you physically. It's designed to satisfy you financially in any way necessary for God to make sure that his calling for you is complete and full and concrete and that your salvation will be worked out. Not only does it satisfy you on many levels, it transforms us from knowledge gatherers to truth seekers. Let me explain what I mean. The wise men had a lot of knowledge, and they were knowledge gatherers their whole life. But something miraculous happened when Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God inserted this specialized revelation. They were no longer looking to gather knowledge. They were looking to seek truth. And I would submit to you that people don't really look to seek truth unless they have first been enlightened by their own special, personalized revelation. You're seeking knowledge, but you're not seeking truth. Think about this. As much as those three wise men knew about the Old Testament before they met Jesus in Bethlehem, before their journey, before the dream, can you imagine how much they studied once they got home can you imagine how they studied how they looked at the scripture once they got home it must have been a completely different feel for them Micah and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Habakkuk all these prophecies had a whole new meaning and they saw them through a whole new light just like when you first understood Christ you saw the gospel differently than ever before You know what else it does? It turns on a light switch that enables you to understand truth and personally pursue an audience with the real king of kings. This is what I want to share with you. I want to make sure that you understand where I'm going with this, okay? Religion never satisfies. Revelation satisfies. Religion never saves. Revelation saves. Religion never transforms your behavior. Revelation transforms your behavior. Religion doesn't transform your finances. Revelation transforms your finances. Religion doesn't change your path. Revelation changes your path. Now, I want to clarify something. I want to make sure you understand it clearly. The means of revelation for each person is unique, but the message is always the same. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through him. It was very different for the Magi than it was from the shepherds, and it was for me, and in what is for you. But the message is this, Jesus is the only way. So when we talk about a specialized revelation, well, God can save anyone through any no, He saves through Jesus, and He reveals that truth to us in a very special, personal way. See, the end result of trusting in Jesus as the way in the truth, in the life is always what special revelation does and it always will take place, you can make sure that you understand this, your, specialation, your special revelation will always take place within the confines of Scripture. Your revelation will not go against, will not contradict what Scripture teaches us. Because then it's not a revelation, it's a lie. But we do know that the Scripture dictates what the message is, And then God, in his creative, loving dad way, tailors it so that it impacts our heart. Here's how our revelation should affect us. How it should change your future. First of all, it should change your planned life course. Whatever plan you had for your life before your special revelation hits your heart, The new one should be very different. It was for the Magi, it was for the shepherds, it was for me, and it should be for you. Just like the long journey the Magi took, that was not something that they would have done had they not received a special revelation. They were motivated to take a different, perhaps very long journey, a difficult road in pursuit of the God who was in the process of revealing himself to them And it should make you take a different road in the process of Heavenly Dad revealing himself to us. So it changes your life course. You know what else special revelation does? It gives you a new reason to seek knowledge. Now your reason to seek knowledge isn't to satisfy your thirst. Your reason to seek knowledge is to know Heavenly Dad better, to deepen the intimacy of the relationship that has been begun by that special gift that he gave you and then you know what it does just like the magi it should give you a new source of wisdom that we impart to others in our lives do you really think the magi having seen all they saw with the star and the dream and herod and jesus and all that stuff you think when they got back they never spoke about it again i mean is that practical they probably got home and said guys let me tell you something We have been transformed by truth. It gives me chills up my spine just to think about what we saw in Bethlehem, but I've got to tell you something. These prophecies that we've read about in Micah and Isaiah and Jeremiah and all these things, they're real. Messiah is here, and he's come to cleanse us, to save us, to die for us. They were probably pretty effective missionaries, were they not? Guys, each revelation process is special. It's tailor made for each one of God's elect. That's what's so amazing about God's love. God does not save people like Walmart sells stuff. Do you understand? God does not save people like McDonald's sells hamburgers. God saves each one as an act of personal, individual, characterized love and emotion and connection and revelation, the way he interacts with your thoughts, the way he interacts with your emotions, the way he interacts with your body, with your soul, with your mind. God saves each one of us in a special way. And the manner in which God reveals truth to you is very much like a fingerprint. It could be similar to someone else's, but never exactly the same. And it will affect you emotionally. This is how you know if you've had special revelation. It will affect you emotionally. It will affect you intellectually. It will affect you spiritually. It will affect you physically. It will affect you financially. You see, all these effects, sometimes they happen all at once. Sometimes they combine with one or another. Sometimes it's just by itself. But if you have truly received a specialized revelation from God like the magi did and like the shepherds did it will affect you in these areas not just the first time but continually constantly throughout your relationship with heavenly dad does that make sense at different points in your life you are going to continue to be as a matter of fact there should not be a second that goes by that your specialized revelation is not affecting one of those areas somehow You see, the gift of personalized revelation is part of and tied to something that we talk about in here all the time. What is faith? What is it? Faith is a gift. Special revelation is part of that gift. Its constant impact on your life is part of what James teaches us about how faith will have evidence in your life see it's that specialized revelation that we depend upon it's truth that we depend upon to affect our emotions to affect our mind to affect our intellect to affect our bodies to affect our finances to affect our gifts to affect our talents it's that special revelation that's part of the gift of faith that will constantly make itself prevalent in your life so what is the application some questions for you what did God use what is he using right now to reveal himself to you to draw you in and to redirect your path think about it for a moment it's a deep question and you may not know the answer to it right away But you know the way god is dealing with you is different than the way god deals with me the message is the same but the manner with which he talks to me because he knows that i'm much more stubborn than many of you is completely different you might be some sort of genius god's going to talk to you differently you might be the greatest musician ever god's going to talk to you differently that's what i love about how god works in his children he doesn't mass produce salvation yes it was through one sacrifice but the calling is special it's designer it's tailor-made and its impact is continual day after day after day